0: Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Innocence Project gives a conservative estimate that there are over 20,000 innocent people currently locked away in U.S. prisons, convicted of crimes they did not commit. Unjust and Unsolved, a new true crime podcast from investigative journalist Maggie Freeling and the Obsessed Network, tells the stories of these people and these crimes. Maggie began the project by sending letters to people in prison whose stories haunted her, and she heard back from nearly all of them. They all wanted their stories to be heard. Each episode focuses on a single case. The stories are told through original interviews with the convicted person, their loved ones, lawyers, and advocates. Maggie examines the crimes, sharing all the evidence pointing away from the convicted person, and in some instances, presenting the case for other suspects. Unjust and Unsolved is a compelling mix of investigative journalism and true crime storytelling. Find Unjust and Unsolved in all Obsessed Network podcasts wherever you get your podcasts.
1: What a treat, two scheme boys a day, top man impossible meets the top man in the steps. Could have done a bit of my research on you alright? This is what I got back, lovable madman. You know who that quote came from? John Mamby. Strathclyde Strat- Polis. All oh, right. <laughs> 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 no, everyone I spoke to says, great player but a madman,
2: would you, would you go along with that? Nah, no, not necessarily a madman, but I just had a bit of temper. Um, but after the game it was, it was done, you know what yeah. I mean, so just gone me. But a big character? I enjoyed football and enjoyed entertaining people, and I could relate to most people in the terraces. Mm-hmm. So that, that was probably my 40, I. So, you being that character, did that come through growing up in Posto? It did. A lot of my pals are um, from Poso and there's was, there was one particular guy. My book came out about, I think it was six, seven years ago. And What's it called? Get a Wee Plug and Get a well, it it It's buddy. done you'll get it for two bob now. <laughs> but uh, he was a shortlifter in the turn in Glasgow. and... The book came out this day, and he went out and stole ten books and gave them away in parcel. So, <laughs> <laughs> a you I? Had, had Done with the money. <laughs> what was it like growing up there, football wise? though? football wise, was a lot. Of, it's like schemes, you know what I mean. Like, Whenever he came for his schemes, or just played football, you know what I mean. Just played. I remember playing up the park with men that were maybe in their twenty-five, and i maybe be 14, and just playing with him. You know what I mean. But there were some really, really talented players. I mean, and it just never made it, just for whatever reason, you know what I mean, and I was just fortunate enough I got I got a wee break. You talked me, I about mean, your mate, was it hard to stay out of trouble growing up in Postal? No, because I disappointed with my, my family, you know but what uh... I mean? Well, to a certain extent, <laughs> but um just no, it's, it's whatever you came for. you know what I mean? There's postal Postle. it's like anywhere else, you know what I mean? But your parents and that and um, your family guide you, so I think, that, that was the biggest factor for me. You can't if I did done it and rang, I'd get hammered and my ma. Uh-huh. So playing boys club and then what? Someone pick you up at first? No, well, I never played. I never played any serious football. I played the uh, first St Caesar school, and I just went and watched Celtic. I was twelve, and never played any serious football. And then my pal uh, John Bell, he ran postal Villa. It was an amateur team, and I, was, I think it was seventeen, and he says come and play, and I and I went and played anyway, and it was Saturday after then. And then after that, Glencairn came to watch uh, a big pal of mine who was playing. And they signed me. And St man came to watch him again in uh, the, the Glencairn game. And he scored, a, he scored four goals a week before against Dennis Conaghan, the ex goalie. And they came a second week and I scored a hat-trick and they signed me again. <laughs> so that was that. That was my start. Rick McFarlane signed me. And then at St man. And there was a wee story that about Alex, a... Alex Muller with the boots, what happened? Well, <laughs> Ricky McFarland, as I say, signed me the first time. I was 19, I got in the team after a couple of months. Thought it was Jack the and McAvenny and McDougal. They two used to pick me up in the morning, they were my mentors. How was their pattern? What, what chance did I have? They two were my mentors. <laughs> I just never, I just never, uh, I never towed the line. And then, Alex Muller came. And Alex, being at Rangers all the years, wanted to bring more professionalism into the club. Like getting the young boys to do the boots, the terraces and showers and so on. So he says, Charlie, you're doing the boots And, and Wednesdays. I said, I'm not doing the boots. He says, You're doing the boots on Wednesdays. I said, I'm not doing the boots and I can with a boot. So that's my first free transfer. <laughs> what did he do back to you? Nothing? <laughs> not, nothing. Like, put me out the door. They, ended up, they let me go to Air United. Yeah. So and that was that. I just moved to Air. How was that being in a dressing room with
1: guys like Frank McAvenney?
2: Well, to say, I, I thought, no, I mean, I was traveling with McAvenney and and McDougall, and as I say I thought because I was in the first team I thought it was big shot and all that right, and it was totally wrong. No, I mean you'd, you'd boys later on latterly I signed the second time and you'd boys like Paul Lambert came well was there as a kid and, and they applied themselves you know what I mean the way they should mm-hmm. you know what I mean and look what he went on today mm-hmm. you know what I mean so I think um, but, but McIverney but McIverney um, McDougal Abercrombie you know what I mean it was mad. Frank, you know Frank I mean? ever take you Who? Frank. I was always down. out with him. Oh, yeah. you know I mean, I was 19, I was, I was always out. And, uh, but it was, it was totally rang, you know what I mean? Fair football point of view, but the other side was all right.
1: Because <laughs> you ended up dropping down to the juniors. When well, was it well, you I, eventually thought, right, I need to get my, my head no,
2: screwed well, on I, here? I went to United, and then I was only there at four months, and then I just chucked it. I didn't play. I think it was two and a half year. And my pal had a contract up in the Riggs, up in the the rigs. And they had a football team up there and then, and he said, come up and play in this team. He said, i will give you a job. So I was going up, I think I was getting 400 quid a week. You know. right. It was I was money I was getting football and double the money then, and I was doing nothing. And uh, he had the contract now this year, so I went up there, and I, I worked there for about a year. Well, I just hung about there. <laughs> and then I came back doing Jimmy Shoes. Jimmy Shoes played with Falkirk and Camarnock. Came from Milton, and he knew us. And... He got in touch with Dickie Brock, the pop manager. So I went there and played a game with him and then they signed me. And then Jack Steedman signed me after, I think it was six games. And the first game he came to see me, Steedman, Jack, um, I got sent off on the Saturday afternoon against uh, Hannibal Hayes. He played for Morton. He's quite a hard guy. and I got sent off for him. And then the Wednesday, I went and played in a reserve game for Clydebank with a you signing, mm-hmm. doing it at uh, Somerset. I like I said, half an hour. Why and are you he, so angry? And he's still sent me. <laughs> So Jack's now certified. So was it for Hamilton that John Lambie picked you up? I played, no, Jack stayed me for Clydebank. And then the gaffer signed me for then to Hamilton when he was at Hamilton. Hamilton was first, hey. uh, what was your first impressions the first time you met him? Well, what happened was David Wilson was the Queen of South manager. And he phoned me just the week before and said he wanted to sign me, and he offered me 10 grand, and I think it was 100 pound a week, part time. So I was ready to sign, and then Lambie comes on the phone, but Lambie was partly with David Wilson, so he got wind that I, was, I could go, no, I was free, mm. and uh, two of them were pigeon fanciers, no, that's what they done, they've done They do, is they're racing pigeons. So Lambie comes on the phone, I don't listen to him, he, say, that, he said, I'll sign you, he says, come out and see me, So I went and saw the guy for Hamilton, he gave me two grand signing one fee, and full time. So that's what I done, I signed for him and it was the best thing i ever done. So you lost it of money to sign I for him? Lost, I lost it, but in the long run it worked out. But it was just because of Lam- the impression I had with Lambie at the start, you know what I mean? He, he, was, he was brilliant. Was you know, he fall apart straight then? Aye, all well, right away, you uh-huh. know what I mean? Don't listen to him, he was slagging Wilson and all that. Uh-huh. But but again, I, I, mean, I, because it was full time and all, it got me back, got me back in it. Did he say to you when you signed, listen, you need to change? He did, but the, the thing with John Lambie, well, um years later I found out. But if you told Lamba the truth, you were fine, you know what I mean? He just hated them to tell him the lies and I found that quite early on, you know Did what I mean. Th- what was the lie you thought? I I just told my I couldn't make training. <laughs> he found out <laughs> and, and he knew. But um he said, just don't tell me the lies. But I'll tell you a story years later, when he signed me, I think for the third time at Thistle. I've no phone in the Monday, I've no phone done on Tuesday, so on the Wednesday I'm sitting in the house. I said, "What am I I was—I'd been out all weekend, and my wife said, "There's John Lambie coming up the drive." So I'm all dishevelled, no shaved or that, and I sees the gaffer coming up the drive. So she goes into the kitchen. So he grabs me, and says, "See if you don't yet, and I to train tomorrow, I'm going to tell her what you're all about." And after that, so anyway, that was fine. <laughs> so I get in the Thursday morning, train's the Thursday, train's the Friday, shouts me into the office. "I'm playing you tomorrow. No you better not let me doing? I said, "No, gal, for fine." Played command on Saturday. I scored one, made one. But I was, I was hopeless. You know what I mean? I was very fortunate. So, after the game, the gaffer, goes, I get the papers on the Sunday morning, reads the papers. The gaffers went to the press and says, see, I've got Charlie doing this and doing that. He said, I had to get the boy out of his bed there on Friday. He, he was in his bed with flu all week. He said, i have got him doing this. So I read the papers. He's brilliant. That's me. Jack hard again. Because yeah. then the Monday, you office, I said, what, what have I done? I'm saying to myself, what have I done? I've no direct in the weekend. Um, you office, I said, that's said, it's in you. They'll not tell me when I'm getting rid of you. You find a week's wages, good. <laughs> <laughs> find your week's wages, did not you? What, but, do you think, what
1: do you think you liked about you, John Lambie? Why did
2: he like you so much? I don't know. I think he could see a bit of me in him. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I don't know. And, I, and again, he freed me also. You know what I mean? He, he freed me at uh, one stage in my career as well. So people, although I think he liked me as a person, but obviously... Because I could play a wee bit as well, you know what I mean? But he used to sign guys who other teams wouldn't touch as well, you know what yeah. I mean? That's the way he was. But um, it was, it was just, I just liked the way he was. Even up until he died there a couple of months ago, I was out seeing him. He was out seeing me. We kept on the phone three times a week or whatever. Uh-huh. Know what I mean, he was brilliant. You said that about uh, the
1: boys he'd signed. He went to Thistle after Hamilton. He signed yourself and a couple of characters. Was that a good dressing
2: <laughs> Oh, aye. <laughs> <laughs> he signed, I think it was one, one Monday after training, I think. Um, 16 years went out, and it was just spur of the moment, 16 years went out, and then I think it was about 80 the, the next day after training, all went out, you know what I mean, so, uh-huh. you had Alan Dinney, you know what I mean, and Steve Pittman, Roddy Grant, Jerry Britton, you know what I mean, uh-huh. they were all smokers, every one of them smoked. Uh-huh. Would Lambie go out with No, he wouldn't go out, no, no. But no. he didn't mind just going it. No, I didn't, as long as you trained, you know what I mean, uh, that's what the gaffer's motto was as well, if you trained, you were alright, you know yeah. what I mean, but majority of players did that anyway. What's the biggest roller can you got off him at Thistle the first time? Well, I had a few. No, you know what I mean? they slapped me once. You no, know I mean? I, I know. No, you know what I mean? Uh, he slapped me, slapped me with Joe. I, I couldn't even laugh. Uh-huh. But, um, <laughs> the young kids up in the Canal Bank at, at Mary Hall, they used to hit the golf balls for the Canal Bank into our stadium. You no, know I mean? Just for for, the, for joy. And then um, we are jogging around the, uh, the Friday one morning and there was a couple of golf balls lying in the pitch. So I've picked one up and I've lobbed it and it's bounced off the gaffer's head. So <laughs> he's went, What's that? And he I said that's him up in that canal bank. But if it was, came with a canal bank, it would have killed him, you know what I mean? So he's shouting all the wall, yeah we
0: bastard
2: not and shouting <laughs> screaming all the wall. So that was fine. So we went to the dressing room and I, I went and because I could talk to him, you know what I mean Emda could talk to him. Mm-hmm. And, and I said to him, I said, That was me hot you were that boy, you'd after all. and he's like, Oh, is that right, I'll get you back. So that was fine. Next week we're out training, I comes in, he's standing behind the door on a chair, up the chair with a medicine ball and barred it right down my head. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you nearly broke my neck. He said, your mother should have wrong your neck. <laughs> Bro, you ever, I was going to say, did you ever do the dudes, No, we, we, we done, we were going to play Aberdeen one, day, you know? And some of these pigeons were worth a right few quid, you know what I mean? He used to take us down to the Blackpool uh, to prepare for the Scottish Cup for the, the third round, you know, where the big teams come in it. And, but it coincided with the, the Pigeon Convention, which was held in Blackpool. And that's the reason he took us down it to prepare for the game. <laughs> when he was with Hamilton, he took Hamilton down there when he beat Rangers. <laughs> you know I mean, he was bonkers. And we're playing Aberdeen up there at Patelogy. because up. The next minute, he's went the hot on. He's away out of the boot of the bus. Go to his, his crate of do's and <laughs> let his do's away up in the park. You know what I mean, it, it was mad. <laughs> but it was great. And people didn't... His knowledge of football was good as well. You know what I mean, people didn't realise that. He worked with Eddie Tumble for a while as well. You know what right. I mean, and his knowledge was quite good. But... Say that the press not that loved him because he, 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 he was brilliant for them. That was my
1: next question. What kind of manager was he? Did he, see back then was there coaching or was it just well, man management?
2: He he didn't really he could coach. You know what I mean? But he, he just knew how to get the best of you. And uh, I saw Jim Alan Archibald. Archie was spoke about it a million times. He said I never got coach at this. When he was a young boy, mm-hmm. he's the only one that coached me was Duff, and he was a player. And, I mean the gaffer used to say, oh, young boys oh, when they're, bit, when they're good, they can come in. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he, one time, he, some of his methods were bonkers. It was one of his, like, the four midfielders. If one went out no, he'd just shot right? So he's, next minute, he sh- shouts to the, the wee kit man, get us a rope. Saying, get us a rope. <laughs> he's to be hunting for a rope. So he's got this big rope, right? Tie has horns. <laughs> <laughs> no way. So he's got the four of his ties, right? <laughs> right, so, and he's going... He thought the, you were back in the deal. <laughs> I, I thought it was back in the bondage. <laughs> so he's going it. So you he had it the length. So you had to move. And somebody pulled it, right? So I was pulling it and burning the wee guy next to me. He's like, <laughs> Stop it! But <Kenny. laughs> <No. laughs> well, that was something. He was one of the first. I know Tenders introduce the tires. He used to get big rope again and tie it to a tire. You know the, the, the wheel of a car, the tire, mm. and used to run hundred yards with us. Get a bit. But see, sometimes if you. You stood and you took it, it your neck and all that. But he used to laugh. Uh-huh. And another time we're up Rock Hill and uh, we're running up and down the hill, and then he's at his golf club out and, doing, and we're running down the hill and he's hitting four iron boys all over here and all that. <laughs> but some of the things, you wouldn't get away with some of the Was it great times? Uh-huh? Brilliant, it was, it was brilliant. No, I think mean, I anybody, uh, I say we're at his know there, and um, the amount of players that was there, no, I know it happens at all places, but even guys that you get ready know what I mean, mm-hmm. they still liked him, know yeah. what I mean, I took, it. I took, I took uh, the, the youths, go gave me the job with the youths up there, and I was a wee young boy, He made a hole, and he came in with a big ranger's ring, and a ranger's chain, and a, uh, the ranger's crest, and all that, only this, this chain, so I was kind of, I said, you come up, see the gaffer, I said, this is, this is you play for, no rangers, so we guys like that, so takes him up, the gaffer's sitting at his, his, his desk, I opened the door, I said, gaffer, I said, look I'm." I said Rangers this, Rangers that. I said tell him it's this who he's playing for, the gaffer. You make up wee guy the captain. He says, guy won't do that." <laughs> Bro, yeah. That's the way he was. He was brilliant. You know, I mean, even what, like, even didn't matter who they were. No, any man in the street, he'd mull a time for everybody. He's uh, yeah, you know a mean? good he, guy. What about team talks and after games, some peculiar ones? He always got, he always got names mixed up and all that. <laughs> We were, we were playing one time and uh, he put all the cups around the for the, um, the other team, they, they'd been out with the Cups, no, right. so we're all sitting, it was quite serious, and he's had been out with the Cups. Now when Gaffer and I say something, he's like, hey, what is it? I say, is this a Cup game? <laughs> I'll Cup game, me <get> up <laughs> here if one of the Cups. <laughs> oh, but, brilliant. But he always get names mixed up, and then, weebo McKilly, weebo was gone watching the opposition for us one time, and I can't remember who it was, but we would give him a shit like that, no thick we or the, what they'd done, set pieces, set pieces, and the Gaffer came in, and looked at Ah, oh, that's a load of shite. <laughs> <laughs> we both spent about four years writing this thing. <laughs> oh, poor Bob. But it was metal. Uh-huh. I mean, but again, he, he got the best of people and, and he, was, he was just great. You know what uh-huh. I mean? But, what, but his knowledge of football as well, I mean? he, he, he couldn't have done what he'd done without knowing football. Uh-huh. How was
1: the partnership with him and J- Jerry? Was it Jerry Collins?
2: No, I, the gaffer, it was... Jerry was, was at Hamilton and Jerry went to Thistle and Lone and he's, he was at Thistle and Lone when the gaffer was at Hamilton. He says, get Lambie. Know what I mean mm-hmm. sort of club, when he sort the club out. When they came back, it was fine. No, I mean, Because mm-hmm. they, they two are pals. Uh, pal what's I mean? Jerry like as a guy? He's alright. No, he's alright. He Couldn't play, but he was, he was good in the dressing <laughs> room. Jerry was good in the dressing room. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But uh, but done a job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He won. I think he won the championship with United and went behind Walton and Thistle. You know what I mean? So,
1: but there's nothing wrong with just getting signed for being good in the dressing room. but I've made a career in it. No, we are. Need a wee bit. And he asked you about Sweden, mate. How did how did that come about? You going over to Sweden?
2: Well, Sweden. What happened was, I went down to Bolton and Loan. the second time was at St I went down there came back up, and then uh, Gordon Smith, he was with assistant with Davey Heat at uh, uh, St Myrna, and he'd cut contacts over there, so I went over there, and I went there for a week. It was in the winter, I was in January, I think, aye, something like that, or, aye. I went there, and then they signed me, they the wanted to sign me, so I signed. In hindsight, I maybe should have stayed there, I mean because yeah, yeah. I, I had negotiated my contract. I never had an agent in that but it was before Bosman and I done my own stuff. And and I'd negotiated on it. That I was free to go after the contract finished. It was yeah. a, a year aside. And I got a few quid off from saying one fee. But the lease shuts I think it's for between July and August or something like that, right? So I, I was coming in, but I actually I got booked once and I was I was playing really well, I didn't, no distractions, my wife and my wains were all there and that, and I was only at once when you and Graham for the sun came out today, and out the corners, and, and we stayed out, so, but, I, I was flying, you know what I mean, and, and as I say, I got booked once, and I had this in my contract, that I was free to go, when the contract finished, at the end of the season, so when I came back, I came back for the three weeks, back to Scotland, and the chairman phoned me, he said, listen, um, I want, want to sell you. I said, oh, I'm not going. I said, I'm not going anywhere. Because I knew I would have got a few quid, because I was free when I came back. And he said, no, no, I would want to sell you. I said, I'm not going. So he said, Huddersfield, want you? So I went down to Huddersfield and played a, a, a reserve game, and I was hopeless. You know what I mean, but I, I, I wasn't even going to go anyway, but I went down to see what happened. And then I came back up the road, and then it, I said, I, 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 I want to come back here. And he says, well, we're, we're wanting to sell you. I said, well, I need to wait and see what happens. So I phoned Tony Higgins, he says, well, you've got all the cards. And then just said, the gaffer phoned. And then that was me a wee bit back with him. Was it all, would it only have been him that you'd left for? No, because when I when I came back here, I played a game, a reserve game for Thistle. Um, under 20 yards, now so you're allowed to play three overages or something. Mm-hmm. Against Tommy Burns, he's come Arnock, And played down there. So I'm up at Forlone on the Friday and my pal stayed across for a old, new mobile phone. Stayed across and he phoned up and said, Tommy Burns wants to talk to you. So Tam wanted to sign me at Kamarnock. Mm. So they read the there with the gaffer and Jim Oliver. And, and the gaffer said, Just sign here. So I signed there. And we played command on the Saturday. And I misplayed a misplayed pass to Danny Craney, Puffer. Mm. And he heard it for 40 yards and beat his 1 0. was he he took you. <laughs> <laughs> See,
1: just on Sweden. How did the boys over there handle like, a guy like you in the dressing room? i You right. still get a laugh in it.
2: Aye, but all the other, all the other were dead. Not very professional, and they were all, they were all athletes. But that was the thing I found that it was like the pre-season we done. They never done any like running for half an hour and all that. It was all like 800 yards. You not know I mean it was all. 400 yards, not 100 yards, you know what I mean? It's all sharp stuff. Short and sharp, yeah. Uh, uh, pre-season, but it was, it was hard, but it was nothing like the stuff we used to do, you know what I mean, be sick and all that. Yeah. But um, the boys were all right, but sometimes he would give a, a wee look and say, what the fuck go here? Screw it, bro. Did you meet Tommy Burns, or just a phone call? No, the phone, But and I know later on I spoke to him, and I spoke to him after that, and he did what he me, because yeah. when I played that game down there and he did what he me, and again, it would have been, because
0: Tom went to after that. So maybe I mean?
2: if you'd done well there, you mm. could've ended it there. Huh? I know, but again, if my auntie boys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would take her out of shit, boys. Back in the 90s in the heyday, were you out of the time in the town?
2: Well, but I, I was mostly in postal never we went in the town. I'll tell you a true story. <clears throat> me and Alan Dinney, Martin knows him well, not good party of mine. Victoria's was in place then and me and him were up there this night. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it was been a bit Christmas. So we're... we're just ready to go home, walking round So, walking round the hall. So, out the corner of my eye, I look and I see these five women sitting, right? So, I've looked to and I took a double take. Who was one of the five women? My wee ma. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I go, well, and I said, I said, ma, what you you doing here? She said, what are you doing here? I said, well, I'm going to tell my dad, if you don't tell my wife. <laughs> 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 uh, she said, it's a Christmas night out. True story. Christmas night. I said, Mona, I'll get you up the road. So, she's take my errand, right? And i are walking down the hall, down the stairs. So Peter, who was a manager on the door, he knew, isn't it? And then other bouncer started and So Peter says, Good night, chick. I said, good night, and me eyes just take my up. So we're just ready to go to the door. The other bouncer opens the door. And as soon as we're back bit we turned, the bouncer says to Peter, he's really clutching the straws new. <laughs> <laughs> What did he say there? <laughs> I said, he said, You're looking well, head. <laughs> <laughs> <Honestly, laughs> so when you were going out at that time, would you just go out with the Celtic and Rangers boys as well, or was it? Well, you, you met them now and again in the tune, but you, we normally stuck with it. it was only a couple of us that really hung about. You know I mean? Like Ireland, And Pittman, Steve Pittman, these boys playing in the Pitts used to go through to his place and that. Yeah. Pitts was in D, and you know I mean? They brilliant times, they had great times with Pitts not. But when the boys were postal so and that, we used to just go in and that. Uh-huh. So, was it always your own? Would you
1: never go to the football, pal? Was it always your aye, own? the again,
2: again, but it was predominantly that the boys felt the,
1: up the road. Uh-huh. And see, back in the days, how, um, how close to that game could you get away with going it?
2: Well, seriously, I, I don't even think I went out on a Thursday, very rarely. not know yeah. what I mean? I'm just, oh, I can say it now, you know what I mean? But Friday, aye. No, a Thursday, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. <laughs> no, there was one time I'd done it, and my, my pal, um, Bobby Dempster, had Rockefellers. In, in Poso and he, he had that and I'd been dropped with Clyde Bank so the next week I said I'll nobody I said I'll nobody playing that so I was up there on the, the Friday at Rockefeller's three in the morning totally hammered because he playing and it was a s- scorching day I think it was m- maybe about start of May season really finished so I was be through to Kilbowie and I was really blitzed no really and I said I'll nobody playing anyway so Jack Steeman, Jack used to pick the teams Jack named the team and I was playing. And he wanted me wide in the left. And I went, <laughs> oh, and I, I was like, OK. And I was, I was howling. Mm-hmm. So he played me, and I scored a hat trick. <laughs> but again, I was, I was fortunate. I can't remember we were playing, but I scored a hat trick. I think it was two free kicks. And then, anyway, I scored a hat trick. And that was that. And I've been back at the pub after, right after the game, right up to Rockefellers again. And the boys were gone, no danger. But <laughs> <laughs> was actually good. Carried in, no. Uh-huh. I mean, oh, but that, that was one a few times. And I, honestly, I never really done it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. See, if this was that the best dressing you were involved in, I'd be. Mean, you always, I, I. It would be, but it's just because of the guys that were in it. You know what I mean? Look, Jerry Britton was brilliant. You know what I mean? Mark Tait. Funny. Oh, brilliant and clever and. no, know what I mean? But really funny. You know yeah. what I mean? Really. F- but because he was like, he could get away with it. He was, he was sleek at it. You know what I mean? Like. But the gaffer knew, you know what I mean? But yes. Jerry Britton was brilliant in the dressing room. Was a the Franks not on each other but All then? the time. Well, I didn't. See, I, hate, I used to hate that. Yeah. See, so when I waited in D later on and all that, and they used to nail the shoes to the hangman and all that. Yeah. But you've got good shoes and near and they're nailing them and all that. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, had no. warned them a few times. But I, um, some of the stuff, Jerry and that, Jerry was bonkers. Was he, huh? Bonkers. Because when
1: you see him now, because he, he's, uh, he, uh, he's quite is he high a... up there now, you think he's oh, quite he... sensible
2: and that? Oh, he is. No, when he wants to be. No, But Jerry in his dressing room was... Bananas. And another guy, your big mate Jim Duffy, was he? Duff, as I say, Duff, Duff signed me. Duff played me at Thistle. And then he signed me for Dundee when he, uh, he was player manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he, he signed me for Hibbs when he left. And then he gave us a job at Clyde's assistant manager with him. Mm-hmm. And then he said, Enough.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ever since you've left him, he's kind of
1: went, the way. I know. I'll tell you the
2: truth, story with Duff. Duff, Duff's one of my good pal, he's brilliant. And Duff is fantastic for me, you know what I mean? If it wasn't for Duff, I know, not know what I mean? But we're going up to play, I think it was Elgin. And this isn't my job, he's on the buses to count the players, right? So I didn't count them. So we're going <laughs> up, getting up right? we're going up. So we get to Perth and we signed the boy, Fulton, Steve Fulton's boy, no Jay the other one. signed him for Falkirk on the Friday. But Duff never read his phone number. He signed him. So we get to the Perth and we're Captain John Sweeney come doing this. This chick, um, I can't remember his first name. He, he's known the bus. not known the bus. I said, you kidding me on I thought he was wearing milk. He said, He's known the bus. So Duff's sat there and I'm going, I'm going to sing that him. The fiddle sitting at my back and I, went, I leaned and I went, Gaffer. I said, not known the bus. Duff went, No, Duff could be no, metal. Duff went, Chick, you've got one fucking job. <laughs> 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 you've got one job, one job counting players. <laughs> no, I can laugh now, right? So it was fucking crazy. I was going on Oh, no. So as luck would have it in my part, if he had to phone Elvis, he was the manager. I had to phone him to get the boy's number. So we left at 10 o'clock for Broadwood. So Duff gets the number, he's been pitching. I'm sitting across he's going to kill me. So Duff eventually gets the boy, he said, Where are you? He, said, I'm at Broadwood. he said, I said, I thought it was 11 o'clock we to be there. So, the saving grace for me, a wee bit. Uh-huh. Know what I mean? you still the wrong time, uh-huh. so, so, we get up there, we play the Elgin. So, the, Stevie Fulton brought his boy up. He said, My dad will take us up, takes him up, gets there, played the El- Elgin. He, put, he played him for the start. He had a shocker, whipped him off at half time. We get beat five, nothing, right? I'm, oh. going, I'm going to get it. So, this is what happened, Simon. So, we're sitting in the dressing room. After the game, his dusty's ready to start. Does the wee boy Fulton's phone No, go half, <laughs> So I'm stinker. I've said, put that phone up. So he's put it, he said, he put see they it half, half. He's just, just put it inside. They say button I put, put up. So next minute, the phone goes again and tells, <laughs> get out of here. So that was it. He went, he's done his bit and blah, blah, blah. So we thought wee he said to me, he said, Chet, he's all right, fuck off me. Him and my dad. I said, I'm coming with <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. He said, Oh, again. I mean, but Duff was brilliant. You no, know I mean, Duff in the dressing room I know. Even, even, wait. Duff, like, like players that done things and all that. Duff could forgive easily as well. Mm-hmm. No I mean? He wasn't the one who wanted to keep it going, or a, you know what I mean? See, in the dressing room as a player, was he the one that would get onto people on that Duff? Aye, but he a good way about it. You know what I mean? As a as a player, he was brilliant. No, mm-hmm. I, mean? I mean? He was fantastic and player. That's what I mean. As a player at this, would he be the one that would, would get onto boys? Yeah. 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 And, and everywhere he went. No, I mean? Everywhere he went, he, he was like <coughs> um, we, when, I, when he signed me for the ND, we played um, a game up, up there, and he was sweeper and he, and he was, try to play as well and, and Dino is organised and, and I was away back and I got the ball and I think it was an 18 year and I nutmeg somebody and he ran up in the and grabbed me said, see you did that again? <laughs> did <you? laughs> on the part. <laughs> but Duff, Duff is brilliant. Uh-huh. So is that not a fair reflection on the type of player you were? No, it wasn't because most it was for retaliation as well, or I mean? And I knew players were out to wind me up and I couldn't I couldn't, I couldn't, a butt all the time. I mean, because as, as the gaffer said, I know I couldn't tackle, I couldn't tackle. You know I mean I, I was hopeless at I couldn't heed it you know what I mean so would, would opposition players have ability to wind you up down? oh right. uh-huh. But again I don't myself. a know, uh-huh. but I used to bite you know what I mean when we played against Walter Kidd the Hearts me and him he used to just maybe on the left he'd be right back we punching each other I <laughs> <laughs> it was bonkers and then and I was literally just the boys away and he would have a punch at me and I would have a punch at him and then Dave McKinnon Dave McKinnon who was with Rangers and uh, played against him with Erdry and exact same thing with him and it was just wiring in. But I'll tell you a true story about him. The Comet Bar was a pub in postal And Dave, I think, was a rep for tenants or something mm-hmm. when, he, when he was finished. And I'm in there, I think it was a, might have been a Monday and a big squaddy. And there was no Wendys. They used to call it Hitler's <laughs> Bunker, right? <laughs> we're, we're all sitting in there. And, and Dave came in and... and again, after the football, you never did, did borrow him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean that way? So he's come in on the Monday and looked to her, This place, I don't know, you know what I mean. It was... It, Afghanistan when he looked bad, <laughs> so he's come in and we're all sitting there was guys and uh, and he, he's looking and he's he went pure <laughs> white did he <laughs> yeah. pure white and he's went to see wee Tammy who owned the place and the like alright he that uh, I went all right Dave he went, all right, check <laughs> but all right I've never seen a guy going so white but I've never spoken to him it was great and I I, I know I've spoken to him plenty of times since but oh, I've never seen a guy going a colour but again it was just cause it into the environment isn't it see that record as well, do you think that I held you back? Maybe getting a bigger well, one. most certainly. No, no I mean more, again no bumming myself, but I, I could play I could play but it didn't because you, if you don't apply yourself and you are doing stupid things, no I mean it gets what gets gets a boot and it it was deprimented with my career, definitely. Was there just any way of controlling your temper now? N- no. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 it was just like in other aspects, I was all right. Things would happen. Not away for football and things like that. But it's just something just... And I used to go in the dressing room and go, like, oh, no. You know what I mean? I just uh, totally regret it. You know what I mean? But that's it. <laughs> uh, after
1: Thistle, second time, uh, moved to Dundee. Um, trained at Castle Huntley. Mm-hmm.
2: How was that? I was all right. You no, know I mean? Uh, at the prison and that. And the big pal of mine was in there and that. and uh used to take him up and... Put some beer in the back from tell <laughs> Jimmy Mack was telling us that bro. Uh, but again, that was, see, that was mad and all know what I mean. Uh, but they they were allowed to do it because I it was it was the time they were ready to be released and all that. But um just used to put some beers in the corner and that for the, <laughs> some of the boys. That was alright. How did you like your time in Dundee? Loved it. No, I mean I, again, I am no let's I wish I would have went to a big, a, a big club like that a bit earlier as well, you know what I mean? Always linked to Celtic as well, as you said. What, what's the closest you came to going? Well, the gaffer, the gaffer was telling me before he died. They'd he, he, uh, been in contact with him before. I didn't know but but the time, was the time I played that game down at Old Trafford, and I was going down to the game, it's well documented, I was going to the game the Sunday, uh, the Monday rather. I was in a pub on the Sunday. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> Is this up another pub in Possum? You've never been sick. So the gaffer phones me and said that they wanted me to play, and I told him I had a drink. He said, Just go up and get your bed, go down. So I've travelled down with the car in the morning my pals, and we going. And then met the players at the hotel, changed into my suit in the car, in the hotel, played the game, done well. And uh, after the game, Thistle. Uh, Thistle were going to Portugal. The season was finished. They were going for a week, the next week. And Celtic were going to Canada for three weeks. But after the game, Lou Macari came up and said to me, what's your plans? I said, nothing. I said, Thistle's going away for a week to Portugal. But he never asked me. That's how the gripe I've got with him. He never asked me to come to Canada. Because If he would ask me to go to Canada, I would have went in a minute. You know what I mean? So he said, well, that's OK. I'll see when you come back. But again, so I'm on Portugal thinking I'm going to... Probably maybe I for Celtic when I came back and I was delighted, you know what I mean? And then I got a phone call from a journalist saying he's in Canada saying if you would have wanted to sign for Celtic, you would have agreed with Canada. And I was that never even so, asked you anything? No, and I was absolutely gutted. So when I came back, I phoned him up and said no, no, but he ended up getting the sack. But I gave him pelters, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because even even the one game I was delighted anyway, you know Did you mean? do well in the game, aye? Uh-huh? They're all right aye. Did you not get, was it Giggs' top your boy what did you? Giggs, my boy asked my boy Gary asked me to get Giggs' autograph and I said I'm not ask for an autograph. And then 10 minutes before the game was finished, it came into my head. I said, the gig's got to give you your jersey. He said, aye. Chico. No, he
0: didn't.
2: Didn't know who I was. <laughs> so, he said, aye. i go to the jersey right after the game. And then I went in the dressing room. I said, I want to sell to jersey. I went back in and chopped the one. I asked my jersey back and he gave us it back. <laughs> I said, what did she <laughs> so, That was that. But, that was great. Do uh-huh.
1: you think you were good enough to play for him at that time?
2: Aye, most definitely. I, I would have I probably would have applied myself better again. But again, I don't know. But I would definitely I could have played, you no, know I mean I could have played from the bother.
1: So you missed out on that but you signed for
2: another big club in Hibs. How did that come about? Well that was Duff. Duff uh, say Duff signed me for Dundee and then Duff got the Hibs job and then we, we played up at we played St Johnston and I get sent off of again. Well, we were playing in St. Johnston, Christmas, I think it was. And Robbie a lovely big guy, big centre-off. Caused the first goal. Scored an OG. I equalised. Caused the second goal. And I was in the rant with him. And then I end up slapped him on the part. And I got sent off. Well, you didn't plan. I ah, am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm oh, embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> they were naive. to took me. In. <laughs> so he was a big guy, wasn't he? I know. I know. A lovely guy. I know. I I mean, but I was just stupid. I get embarrassed about it. So cowboy, he took her for Duff, and then another way to training And then cowboy said, oh, "Cowboy, do you want to just go?" And I just signed him to go. And then Duff was Habs, uh, and Duff for me, and I went through and signed for Hibbs. But Duff was clever. Duff put my wages. I can't remember what it was, 500 quid or something, but on appearance, you know what I mean? Most of my wages would be going to appearance. I think it was an extra, another 500 or something on appearance. So I, off. so I had to play. Uh-huh. I, mean? I think I to get sent off D twice only. <laughs> <laughs> the one week or not, it was. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what Duff did. And then I played, I think I, I was two bookings away for getting suspended. I'd done brilliant right up until, I think it was three games or four games to go. And then big Joe McLaughlin, me and him were arguing on the park, and I was one booking away for getting suspended. And he and I pushed him; he pushed me. I get booked in that, and I get suspended for the last three games of the season. And, and the playoffs, they end up went in the playoffs, uh-huh. but they managed to beat able and stay up. So you were skint for the summer because you never got your appearance. No, I got my wages. Well, uh-huh, yeah. it was only three games, but and then I was me up. So how big a club? How big a club are Hibs? Massive. I didn't realise it was so big. Aye. They were a massive club. You know what I mean? In terms of what? Just fans? Aye. Uh-huh. Fan base was brilliant. But again, the history, I know the history of the clubs, but they were a massive club. You know what I mean? And I I, I did wish I would have went to Hibs maybe with twenty five, twenty six. 25, 26. How did you enjoy the derbies, innit? I Aye,
1: good. Good atmosphere? Brilliant. Uh-huh. Brilliant. Did up. you find pressure playing at a bigger club no. or did you take it?
2: Uh, no, I didn't. Enjoyed not. it? I didn't find any pressure playing any football. You know what I mean? It uh-huh. doesn't matter where. And there's no being big here. I just didn't... Because you, you were you were in your comfort zone. That's what I felt. You I mean? You're comfortable and and you knew what you could do. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, who, who were the good players that had at that time? Dan Jackson was excellent. You know what I mean? He was scoring the goals. He, he's moved to Selig. You know I mean? But Duff was unlucky there again because Big Yogi got injured, and uh, Gordon Hunter got injured, Sean Dennis got injured three centre halves. So no room about. And then uh, the second season, just before Christmas, they ended up sacking Duff, so they gave Big Alec the job. But there's still plenty of time to. Eat to keep them up.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then, Hibs went been doing? And then Alec took them, he won the championship took them off. But if they were given a tough time, no doubt, I'm sure he would have, he would have kept them up anyway. Uh, I need
1: to ask you about the, the uh, Larson past here. Mm. What did you think when you first seen that? And did you think he'd gone ahead career he did after that? He was hopeless. Was he hopeless, it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. that game was he hopeless? No, he can
2: as <laughs> a sub. No, he, he, he can as a sub, but I, 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 I didn't know him, but Sweden clips him on Sweden not, when, when, when I was earlier. But never thought of any, but as I see the misplaced and I, I scored. He said i have made a living out of that. <laughs> <laughs> I've done thing for Celtic, Celtic TV, just not long after they were doing a DVD any, and I got a thousand pounds for talking on it. Did <laughs> you? <laughs> but again he was he was sensational. Uh-huh. I mean but that, that could have happened to anybody know in the past, he's just misplaced it. And uh, that was that. But he he was something else. So do you think it was just injuries that went wrong for Duff at Hibs? Well, obviously, Duff at Missy's telling got some things wrong with signings and getting ready of experienced players too early. Mm-hmm. But I have no doubt, you know what I mean, if he would have they're stuck with on me, he would have turned it round because I it was only a couple of games, you know what I mean, to turn it round, you know what I mean? And then, but Big Alec, they've been doing, as I say, I think it was still 16, 17 games left, so that was no Duff's fault. What did you make a Big Alec? Well, that, again, that was my, my own fault again, because when Alec like got the job and I knew, I said he'll know. So I never went to training uh, the first two days to meet him. Why not? I just never went. I just said, <laughs> I knew it'd be really, But it was, it was silly, I should have went and maybe see, but I never went. And uh, hello David Elliott a good pal of mine and, him, and I said, I'm not going in. And then I, I was in the Wednesday, so maybe about 26 days training. Galaxy's like galaxy's going over there with he, two young boys and training with him. And I said, right, I said, do you want me to just go up and see Rod Petrie and see if I can... see said, Aye. So that was that. And I go Rod Petrie's true story Billy, when he was there, Billy was there as, a, I think it was a chief exec type thing. And it, his office was all there. And Petey was there. An open plan. So I go there. And me and Petey were haggling over 500 quid. That was um, my, my severance. So we're, we're haggling over that. And I said, well, no, today, I said, I'll toss you for the 500 quid to rod pizza, right? <laughs> so, Big Billy when he was sitting there, he said, what? And he was he was astounded. I said, I'll toss you for it. I said, if you win, you, you take it. If I win, I get it. I, it was only 500 quid worth it. So he said, oh. I said, Billy. Billy, aye. I. said, go ahead, toss this coin. <laughs> 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 big Billy comes in. What? And I told him, no bother. Big Billy toss the coin, he's our one. i am the a lot of to go in. Big Billy, Big Billy. S- signed his book for us a couple of years later, and that I was at a, din- at a dinner elsewhere, and the guy was at Bully's dinner, and I said, "Get me sign that book for me," and he and he signed it to check. He still won the toss. Brilliant, <laughs> there Magic. How good's that? And Billy took he-, he he took our game when when Duff left. With Duffley, before Alec came in, we played Aberdeen up there and Big Bully took took the team, with Tam McAdam uh-huh. at, but he, he was brilliant. What age were you your last game? last game I was 39, 30 but, nine? I, but I hardly played, he a sub, you know what I mean? Uh-huh.
1: So what, just about dressing room and helping him with the
2: youths? I took the youths, aye. Enjoying that? It was alright, you know what I mean? Hard? It was hard, I mean trying to tell them not to do what I done, you know what I mean? What I done, uh-huh. what I mean?
1: Uh-huh. Um, was it satisfying to call it a day with the, with the, with the football? Was well, you
2: always it? wanted to play, you know what I mean, but with, with the youths, Youth, youth was, and then going to Clyde with Duff you know what I mean uh, finishing there but it was, it, it was good just last question about Thistle your time at Thistle how would you look back on it time at Thistle was superb no, I mean I'll tell you quickly a, a true story I get inducted in Thistle's Hall of Fame right
1: mm-hmm.
2: so I bet they all get inducted the same night so we're up there so we're sitting and I was a drink my wife was so we goes down after it so there's a guy starting down the boat of the stairs with about 20 bottles of whiskey 50 miniatures to commemorate Thistle beating Celtic in the League Cup final in 1971. So the boy said to me, Chick, you want a bottle of whiskey? I said, no, I don't drink whiskey. He said, take a bottle of whiskey? I said, I don't drink whiskey. I said, I'll give it, I'll take it for my ma. He's gied me it, and he's went, £28. He give <laughs> 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 him £28. <laughs> Absolutely done you. Chick, been
1: a pleasure mate. Thanks right, exactly. very much. Cheers, Bill. Cheers, Cheers mate.